It is the Random Podcast with me. My name is Tony Scott. We post this every Wednesday. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, sharing, and supporting. It means the world. Got a special guest today I'll tell you about coming up very soon. I guess the big news for the last week, probably, I guess on your perspective, I mean, Donald Trump not being impeached was not really news. The big news there was that Mitt Romney voted to convict. Some people see the bigger story was the Gail King, Kobe Bryant controversy, fiasco, mess. And to give you some backstory, of course, we all know that Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and seven others died in a helicopter crash uh, last month. Officially, I think they said he died from blunt force trauma. And his helicopter was 100 feet from clear skies. They say 12 seconds from clear skies before it crashed. They're still doing an investigation, but that's one of the things that have come out. The controversy surrounding Gail King was her interview with Lisa Leslie, the WNBA legend, who was friends with Kobe Bryant. And Gail asked her that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, please go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's no longer with us? That audio courtesy of CBS News. I think where Gail went wrong was when she said, but Lisa, you wouldn't see this because basically implying you're too close. You're in his circle. You're good friends with Kobe. So you wouldn't see anything bad that he did. That's where it went wrong. I have no problem with Gail King asking that question because is it part of Kobe's legacy? I say no. Is it part of his story? Yes, it is. And when you're a journalist, you have to ask the tough questions, even if they come off as inappropriate, even if they come off as insensitive. You still that's a journalist's job. That's the gig. As far as I'm concerned, that's that's the job. Gail called out CBS. She was she was angry because they used that part of the interview to promote the entire interview, which she says was taken out of context. I've been up reading the comments about the interview I did with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me, too. I am mortified. I'm embarrassed and I am very angry. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, um, totally taken out of context, and when you see it that way, it's very jarring. It's jarring to me. I didn't even know anything about it. I started getting calls. What the hell are you doing? Why did you say this? What is happening? I did not know what people are talking about. CBS released a statement that said, Gail conducted a thoughtful, wide-ranging interview with Lisa Leslie about the legacy of Kobe Bryant. In an excerpt uh, was posted that did not reflect the nature and tone of the full interview. We are addressing the internal process that led to this and changes have already been made. Now, Gail's been getting dragged on social media. Oprah says she's been getting death threats, so she's been having to travel with security. But I'm pretty sure Gail travels with security anyway. It's that kind of world we live in, right? Now, Snoop Dogg went on social media and called her some kind of chicken something b-word and all this kind of stuff like that 
And then he said, we're, you know, we're coming for you. We're going to come for you if you don't stop. Why are you attacking black men? Things like that. Well, here's what Snoop said afterwards when he kind of walked back what he said previously. There's a message for the people that need to know. I'm a nonviolent person. When I said what I said, I spoke for the people who felt like Gail was very disrespectful towards Kobe Bryant and his family. Now, with that being said, what I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was said, check it out. You out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. Have a little bit more respect for Vanessa, her babies, and Kobe Bryant's legacy. Okay, that's not exactly how he put it originally, but okay. Did he say he was sorry? No, not really. I think he kind of fanned the flames a little bit with what he said originally is, I think, where the problem is. And even, you know, Gail and Oprah have both been accused of trying to take the black man down. Which isn't true. I think she's a journalist. I think she has to ask those questions. Like I said before, it's it's part of the story. But maybe I'm wrong. I know Susan Rice, the former national security advisor and U.S. ambassador to the United Nations under President Obama, went on social media to address Snoop Dogg for his threat on Gail King. And she tweeted, Gail King is one of the most principled, fair and tough journalists alive. Snoop, back the bleep off. You come for Gail King, you come against an army. Respect the family and back off before we come to you is what Snoop had originally said in a video. And some very disrespectful things, like I mentioned earlier. Some people say Susan Rice was out of pocket. That that was some kind of threat. I don't know what to think of Susan Rice's kind. It kind of surprised me that that came for her, but that's just how passionate the argument has been. And that's how tough people have been on Gail King. Don't know necessarily if that's fair or not. I don't think it's fair, but everybody has to draw their own conclusion. And one conclusion I'm interested in is that of Madeline Woods, nationally known media personality, journalist, and has her own show right now called The Morning Goods with Madeline Woods on WOL. In Washington, D.C., she's on every morning from 6 to 10 Eastern Time, and she joins us on the phone. How's it going, Madeline? Hey, Tony, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking time out. I know it's a busy schedule for you. you got the morning show that you're doing now on WOL. I mentioned that earlier. That uh, How long have you been doing that now? Oh, my gosh. We've just crossed the mark for a month, and I love it, Tony. I love it. I get up every morning. I open my mic. We talk about the news. You know, we give a little opinion, a little perspective, just to make it interesting. And, uh, you know, the slogan for WOL is information is power. So we give it to you. You give it back. And we both learn from it. And for those who don't know, WOL is in Washington, D.C. So if you're there, Mm -hmm. you can listen around the country. They have their own app. So you can download the free WOL app and listen to Madeline. Because a lot of people, you know, once the BET thing uh, ended for you, uh, you moved on to something else. A lot of people don't know that. I did. You know, when I left BET, I actually went into PR. Um, I did a little radio for a while. I did marketing for Disney. You know, I moved around because when you have a skill set in communication, you can apply it in so many different ways. And that's what I did. It gave me a chance to raise my family. It gave me a chance to breathe a little bit. I wasn't so deadline oriented. And now I'm back. Yeah. And I'm so glad to be back. Oh, I man. love this show. You sound great. The only drawback to doing a morning show is waking up. Well, it's not that bad for me. You know, I thought it was going to be really hard. But Tony, when you get up every day and you like what you're doing, you don't mind. No, you don't I love mind. every morning yep. at 2.30. Yep. Um, I'm on the road by 3 o'clock, 3.30. And I'm writing my stories and developing my talking points. I spend the day before booking all of my interviews. And we do a lot on this show. It's four hours of talk. No music. So 50 minutes an hour for four hours. Every hour for four hours. That's what I'm feeling every morning on the morning good. So, yeah, it's just, it's lively. 
it's interesting, it's engaging, it's funny, uh, we get serious, and we cover everything from, I don't know, relationships to human trafficking. We stay on top of politics. The show starts there yeah. with the latest on Trump and what's happening across the country, yeah. what we can look forward to with the race to the White House in 2020. So it's a well-rounded show, but it's a show that everybody can listen to. That's yeah. great. That's great. Well, you know, besides the president being acquitted last week, I guess the bigger story, depending on your perspective, the big story, of course, is, you know, the Gail King, Kobe Bryant controversy. And oh, my God. I don't know exactly where you stand, but as someone who's a journalist, I did want to find out what you thought, because, you know, for me, I saw Gail is doing her job. Mm-hmm. Well, being a journalist is not an easy job. Sometimes you got to ask tough questions at a tough time that are very sensitive. I get that. I think where Gail went wrong when is when Lisa explained her perspective and Gail says, well, you wouldn't know, Lisa. You, you wouldn't know, implying that because you were friends with Kobe, you wouldn't have seen some of the shady stuff he was accused of. That's where I think she went wrong. Exactly. Do you have a problem with her asking the question, question, Madeline? No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, the first question was legitimate. Do you think that the past allegations complicate his legacy? No, it wouldn't be complicated at all. And then she went on to explain it further and said, you know, I don't believe it. I know Kobe. I've never seen him do that. But then Gail pressed further, and that's where she did make the mistake, because now she injected her bias. And you could hear it. You could see it in her body language and in the words that she used. She said, but Lisa, you wouldn't see it because you're his friend, almost diminishing her intelligence of being able to recognize something in someone else or just excusing it because they were friends. See, that's wrong. That's wrong. You can't inject your own opinion or bias in an inflammatory situation like that because it was never proven Kobe was guilty of rape. Literally, he said, she said. Literally. My understanding on that whole thing was she dropped the charge. She didn't want to move forward, the the female involved in the situation. And what Mm -hmm. I've also read was, and tell me if you read the same thing, that there were some holes in her story and I read somewhere else where she apparently uh, had sex with someone else, not at the same time, but with someone else. And when she went in there were two different samples of DNA in her underwear. Mm -hmm. So whether she had sex before Kobe, sex after Kobe, it happened and it was present in her underwear. So that's an inconsistency there. The conversation about the uh, injuries that she allegedly sustained, it doesn't make sense that you can walk around with these traumatic injuries and wait hours before you go to a hospital if, in fact, you were injured as badly as she, as it came out right. that she said, that she claimed. She claimed that she needed 14 stitches in her rectum. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I've never been injured like that. But it's really hard for me to believe that you can finish your shift go home, wait until the next day to be able to function and not seek immediate attention. So that was another inconsistency. But I want to get back to Gail for a second. Sure. Because what she said about, well, you know, Lisa, you wouldn't see something like that in him because he's your friend. Then she went on to make the statement about, um, well, yeah, the case was dropped because the victim wouldn't refuse to testify. Well, when you refer to an accuser as a victim, again, you are inferring your opinion about the situation. So it was almost like 
she was trying to say, Lisa, open your eyes, wake up, because this happened, and that's not fair. It's not fair because, number one, we don't know that it's true, and number two, this man is no longer here to defend himself. That's the problem I had with the interview. Again, I thought that the first question was legitimate. To press further in that manner was inappropriate and unprofessional. Well, speaking of inappropriate, what did you make of uh, Snoop's remarks uh, the first time he spoke out when he called her a name? And uh, at the end, he kind of says, you know, we're coming for you. He owes her an apology. Point blank, period, the end. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I understand the emotion, and I I know Snoop. And this is the language that Snoop uses. I get it. But as a 47-year-old man now, you know right from wrong. And to present it that way, as emotional as he is, because you got to keep in mind, he and Kobe were friends. Right. You know, these are people who had personal relationships with this man. And so when you strike out at somebody that they love and care about, you get a reaction. Sure. You get a reaction. He was totally inappropriate. I've said it to him. I would say it to him if we were sitting together because it just wasn't right. And, and I don't care if it was Gail or any woman. You should never. He should never. No man should ever speak to a woman in that manner or using that language. You don't call a woman a bee. You just don't do that. You absolutely don't. What you make of Mm-mm. Susan Rice's comments to Snoop? <laughs> I was about as silly as Snoop. You know, I really don't understand why a former national security advisor is going to come out and flex like her. You know, it was almost like it was a pissing contest. Right. My army's bigger than your army. And I'm like, you have been someone we have always admired and looked upon with class and dignity and intelligence. And you're talking about, you know, you're going to get a war and it's not going to be pretty and you better back the blank off. It's so fantastic at this point. I just need to be out of it. I said, I'm done. (laughs) You know, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But something else that rubbed me the really the wrong way was the next day after Gail made her comment Mm -hmm. uh, in response to the backlash that she got, her best friend Oprah did an interview with NBC, a competing channel for CBS. Well, that right there was a red flag for me. I'm like, well, why are you on a different network? Gail works for CBS. Why wouldn't you make a statement there? And then to see her launch this, pity party saying my friend isn't doing well yeah you know no i get it she's not doing well because backlash doesn't feel good however for you to be so tone deaf where you don't even realize that this backlash has happened because of your tone deafness as if now you are a victim and you are suffering from this and quite frankly she is suffering but not at the level that vanessa bryant and natalia Bianca Bryant Mm -hmm. and the baby who's not even aware yet, not at the level where they're suffering and where they're not doing well. I think in my opinion, I stand by that. I think Gail was wrong after that first question. But when you double down the next day and come out and woe is me and I didn't do anything wrong. The network did this. It was just at some point you have to stop and own your part in the process. And she didn't. And she hasn't. I mean, a lot of people have questioned whether these allegations were part of his legacy. So I don't think it's part of his legacy. I think it's part of his story. And I think there's a difference. To me, a legacy is something positive that you leave for the world. And your story, mm-hmm. your life story is your life story and everything that happened in right. it. So I don't consider those allegations part of his legacy. 
Am I wrong? Well, I think that's a very intelligent way to look at it. I think it is part of his legacy. I don't think it's the only part of his legacy. And to your point, it's just part of a story. A legacy really is just a story. It's a great story. Mm -hmm. It has ups and downs, goods and bad, you know, goods and not so good. And you just keep living. And that's the beauty of Kobe's legacy. This one moment in time when he committed this indiscretion, whichever way it went, whether the sex was consensual and he misread the cues or whether he forcibly did something which has never been proven, we don't know. So it's just a footnote. It really isn't even part of something that needs to be discussed over and over and over, especially when you put it in perspective with the rest of his life. This man went on to become an upstanding husband, you know, a wonderful, loving, caring, involved and you can't take anything away from him in his professional life. Right. right. Superstar basketball player. So with all the good that he achieved, in addition to his philanthropic efforts, with all of the care and compassion he gave to everybody, you know, wherever he went, for you to even harp on that without mentioning the rest of it, it's just, you know, just knock it off. Absolutely. Talking to Madeline Woods. Who is it? When, when you do an interview like this, are, are am I supposed to say Madeline Woods from WOL? Am I supposed to say Madeline Woods, legendary media personality? How am I supposed to word that? <laughs> just Madeline. <laughs> just Madeline. Uh, you know what? Uh-huh. And, and I expect that answer from you. I really do. Uh, I had a chance to actually work with her uh, about a year ago when I was doing some work for the Tom Joyner show, and and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to know each other, and we talked a few times about podcasting and stuff like that, and and right. uh, but then this opportunity came to you, and, and I'm, I'm I hope that you're still thinking about podcasting because I think you have such a gift and so much to offer as far as perspective and knowledge on so many different levels. So I hope, and it gives us a chance to get more of you. And I hope you st- you're still thinking about that. I am. I definitely am. It's a lot to put together this show every day. It is. Uh, right now. So, you know, I want to master this. I want it to be good. I want it to be tight. I want people to enjoy it. And, and yeah, we're going to grow in different directions, too. You know, I would love to do a podcast. I would love to do a book. Now, I've got some chapters written. I need to go ahead and sit down and commit and finish it and get it out to see a return to television. Yeah. So that's all part of the vision. But, you know, God orders your steps, and I'm just walking the walk now. I heard you that. know, wherever he guides me and directs me, that's where I'm going to be. I'm your number one fan outside of your family. So I think uh, <laughs> you do amazing stuff, and I've always been impressed with you, and I'm glad that uh, I've I connected with you again. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Oh, I'm so grateful to you, Tony. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I can't wait to do it again soon. i got to have you on my show. Absolutely. Anytime. Take care. Thank that, you. That's Madeline Woods of WOL Radio and so many other things. So uh, thanks so much again. And we'll talk soon. Definitely. Now, Vanessa Bryant has spoken out saying that her brain can't process Kobe and Gigi's death. She posted, I've been reluctant to put my feelings into words. My brain refuses to accept that both Kobe and Gigi are gone. I cannot process both at the same time. It's like I'm trying to process Kobe being gone. But my body refuses to accept my Gigi will never come back to me. It feels wrong. Why should I be able to wake up another day when my baby girl isn't being able to have that opportunity? I'm so mad. She has so much life to live. Then I realize I need to be strong and be here for my three daughters. Mad I'm not with Kobe and Gigi, but thankful I'm here with Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. I know what I'm feeling is normal. It's part of the grieving process. I just want to share in case there's anyone out there that's experienced a loss like this. 
God, I wish they were here and this nightmare would be over. Praying for all the victims of this horrible tragedy, please continue to pray for all. It just hurts. And it's always going to hurt. And I think that's where people's, you know, anger and their passion came from, their emotion came from when, when Gail asked Lisa Leslie about the rape allegations from years ago. Now, a high school principal has resigned after she was criticized because she posted on social media by Kobe Bryant that it was karma. Dr. Lisa Sejkora is the now former principal of Kamas High School in Kamas, Washington, or is it Kamas? She wrote on her Facebook page, not going to lie, seems to me that karma caught up with a rapist today. And she also put a shrugging emoji on there. Her post stayed up for about an hour, but that was long enough for students and her Facebook community to take a screenshot because nothing goes away on the Internet. you got to remember that. The students threatened a protest, but Dr. Liza released a statement last week, says, quote, I am working with the Kamas leadership to resign my position as principal of the high school. Students and staff deserve to have a, a learning environment free of disruptions. So she's resigned. I don't know if we can get much more for her. You don't go to jail for saying that. But you're going to get a lot of blowback, and I think she's experiencing that. And she has said that, you know what, I'm going to tap out because it's a distraction. So at the Oscars the other night, Matthew Cherry's Hair Love won an Oscar for Best Animated Short. Hair Love tells the heartfelt story of an African-American father learning to do his daughter's hair for the first time. And after Matthew Cherry uh, got his Oscar, he said... I want to say that Hair Love was done because we wanted to see more representation in animation. We wanted to normalize black hair. There's a very important issue that's out there. It's the Crown Act. And if we can help to get this passing off at these states, it will help stories like DeAndre Arnold, who's our special guest tonight, stop to happen. This award is dedicated to Kobe Bryant. May we all have a second act as great as his was. Thank you. After he won an Oscar again for Hair Love, if you haven't seen it, it, like I said, it's a six-minute short film that you can watch all over the Internet. It's there for you to check out if you haven't seen it. So the president apparently is coming for the black vote. He's making this pitch to African-American voters. He's trying to he he knows he's not going to win the black vote. But if he can just skim some off the top, that may help tilt everything as far as reelection in his favor. And that's the angle I think they're working on. The primetime Super Bowl ad on criminal justice reform. The speech in Charlotte, North Carolina, that was peppered with appeals to black voters. One thing he did that may have backfired is he announced the promotion. Actually, the White House announced the promotion of Tuskegee Airman Charles McGee to Brigadier General. Uh, the president announced a promotion which had been approved by Congress in December. And the White House tweeted, President Donald Trump promoted Charles McGee, one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen, to Brigadier General. But that's not true. Again, a falsehood. Again, alternative facts. Again, a damn lie because that ain't how it works. That promotion takes an act of Congress. The president doesn't control officer commissions or promotions. So that's not true. He didn't do anything. He might have hosted the ceremony. He might have did the picture opportunity for the Brigadier General McGee, but he didn't sign off on anything. That was already done. So to say that he's somehow behind that would be a falsehood. And speaking of the president, the Department of Justice had recommended that Roger Stone get like seven to nine years for being a liar and misleading Congress. And then the president tweeted about it. And now the Department of Justice is said to be maybe walking back that recommendation because the president tweeted that it was unfair. You know, to me, they might as well just like not do anything. If you didn't get the president last week on his trial in the Senate, then what's the point? Really? Because he's going to pardon Roger Stone, Mike Flynn, Paul Manafort. They're they're probably all going to get pardoned at some point. So why even bother? If you're not going 
to take it serious in the Senate, and they did not. How can you have a trial without any witnesses, without any, you know, anything like that? That makes it a waste of everybody's time. Now, Mitt Romney voted, a Republican from Utah senator voted to convict. He was the only Republican who did. And he's been widely criticized by the Republican Party. And the reason I see Mitt Romney in this particular case as a patriot is he put country before party. Where the GOP, the rest of the senators, put party before country. It's fairly obvious that what the president did was break the law. Their argument was he broke the law, but it is not impeachable. Yes, it is. He broke the law. When you're the president and you break the law, you have to be held accountable. Y'all don't want to hold him accountable. Is that patriotic? No, it's not patriotic on any level at all. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. If we don't hold the president to the highest standard, then what's the point? He has to be held to a standard that no one else is held to. He is the chief executive. He is the man. He is commander in chief. And if he broke the law, then he should be removed from office. And he didn't. It wasn't a minor law that he broke. It was a major law. But the Republicans who like to call themselves, you know, patriots did a very unpatriotic thing. They overlooked the evidence. They didn't even acknowledge the evidence. And they voted to acquit. Now, my understanding is an acquittal doesn't mean that you're uh, not guilty. There's a difference, right? They just voted to acquit. Jackson State University President William Bynum Jr. has resigned over in Mississippi following his arrest in a prostitution sting. He was among 17 people that were arrested in Clinton, Mississippi. Another Jackson State University employee was also arrested. Now, Former President Bynum, who's 57 years old, was charged with procuring the services of a prostitute, false statement of identity, and possession of marijuana. Apparently, he had a fake ID, and he tried to portray himself as someone else. Yeah, that's against the law. Also arrested was Shonda McCarthy, director of JSU Art Galleries. She's also charged with procuring the services of a prostitute. Marijuana possession while operating a motor vehicle, too. Now, former President Bynum was released on $3,000 bond. Shonda McCarthy was released the same day on $2,000 bond. Now, they say they didn't turn up any evidence of any human trafficking because, you know, that's a thing in this country now. That, that wasn't part of the deal. But everybody got their name in the paper and on the Internet. And I'm sure their families are very proud. Erica Badu is making an instance that smells like her vagina. That she said she took her panties, she cut them up, and she burned them. It's going to be an online business. She's got an online store called Badu World Market. They're going to sell clothing, merchandise, accessories, And she's going to sell a fragrance of her, of her, her. She calls it her superpower. She has said before that her vagina changes men. She says that's a myth, but she's taking advantage of it. She says the people deserve it. (laughs) I don't want that, man. I don't want to come home to that in the house. I mean, do you really? I don't want that in my house, man. When I come home, I'm going to sound like a chauvinistic pig. When I come home, I want to smell meat and potatoes, not that. No, I'm not here for that at all. Absolutely not. Spoke about Matthew Cherry winning an Oscar for uh, the short film that he did, uh, Hair Love. There was also a little bit of controversy because Black China was getting the side eye for being at the Oscars. Now, she's not part of the film industry. She wasn't nominated for any awards, but probably most of the people there are in the same in the same club. But she went to the Oscars with a music producer as his plus one. But she did have her own invitation. How she got it, I don't know. But she was there. Social media wanted to know how she was able to go. Now, China's camp says she was treated as if she didn't belong at the Oscars. They're saying it was racism. 
I kind of think, and I'm being unfair here, but I kind of think it had more to do with thoughtism, hoism, than anything else. She's got a bit of a reputation. Is she the only one there who had that type of reputation or a reputation of any kind that isn't in the movie business? I would say no. But she's very high profile, and folks like to hate. So, Tony, there was no racism involved. I'm not saying that. There might have been something like that, but then her reputation precedes her. Is it fair? No, it's not. I've been trying to catch up with the uh, Power final season. I've got the final episode to go, and then I'll be done. But they announced that there are going to be three Power spinoffs. There's going to be Power Book 2, Ghost, Power Book 3, Raisin Canaan, and Power Book 4, Influence Lorenz Tate. Power Book 5, Force Tommy. So I guess that's one, two, three. Actually, that's four. Now, 50 Cent said the series would premiere, the next series would premiere 48 hours after the series finale, which would have been last night, right? Now, I don't know if he's talking about the series or a trailer. There's a trailer out there on the Internet. Was he talking about that? That I don't know. But it's a wrap. So the XFL is back. The uh, Football League, forgot what the X stands for, but I know the FL stands for Football League, right? And they had their first games last weekend. You know, Colin Kaepernick isn't playing in the XFL, obviously, but but why? There were talks, but they say, according to Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the XFL, that the demands for his salary were too extreme for them. It was just too much money. Oliver Luck, the commissioner, says we spoke with his people. The salary requirements that were broached in that conversation were exorbitant and certainly out of our range, quoting there. He says Kaepernick's camp met with them about a year ago, but they just couldn't work it out. It was just it was just too much money because the average salary in the XFL is about fifty five thousand dollars. Pretty sure Kaepernick was probably worth about fifty five thousand dollars a game at least. So that didn't get to happen. Did you follow the story about the stripper who fell? She must have been, what, 15 feet in the air. I mean, she was up there and she was on the pole and she fell off the pole and landed hard. I mean, really hard. The amazing thing is, though, she just rolled over and started twerking, even though she was hurt and hurt bad. This happened over the weekend at the Ecstasy Cabaret in Dallas. And she went on social media and talked about her injuries. Um, I pretty much broke my jaw and I have to have surgery on it tomorrow. I um, broke some teeth and I got a sprained ankle, but aside from and I got some stitches, but... Aside from that, like, I'm good. I I have no broken limbs. I walked away myself. Like, I got up right after it happened. Um, and she started twerking. I mean, you have to see the video. But, I mean, she was like two stories up and fell. Now, the strip club is taking no responsibility for the incident because they didn't tell her to do that. Jania Sky. The club says it's an accident. There are no plans to remove stripper poles because of that. The club is trying to maybe help her financially. But she's not a full-time employee, so she cannot get workers' comp. They don't know if she has health insurance. The club says their position is this. Entertainers choose their own routine. And as a company, we exercise no control over their art form. So if they fall, it's on them. Which seems kind of harsh, but it is business. Lolo Jones went on Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud YouTube show called Coldest Balls. They kind of sit in these giant ice containers like pro athletes do. And they talk about stuff. That's his, that's his show. Lolo says she regrets opening up about her virginity. She said that was a big mistake. She did that some years ago with Brian Gumbel back in, what year was that? 2012, I think. She talked to Brian Gumbel and she said she was saving herself for her husband. But she says that that hasn't worked out. Back then she says, understand the journey is hard. No pun intended. Virgins, there's virgins out there. I'm going to let them know it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Harder than training for the Olympics. Harder than graduating from college. But she says she ruined her dating life. 
because she was candid about never having had sex. She says he killed all her dates after that. She says before she would like tiptoe around, okay, when's a good time to tell him? Do I wait until he sees me, my personality for a while? Do I just drop the bomb? And she would tell potential boyfriends whenever the mood was right in a relationship. I'm old enough to remember when being a virgin at marriage was considered an honorable thing. And now it's not so honorable anymore, right? Guys are like, I'm going to be honest, ladies. Guys are like, you know, got to take it for a test run, man. <laughs> she's not a car. <laughs> she's a human being. She's a woman. But a lot of men, not all, but a lot of men, they, they don't care about that anymore. Not that big a deal. Women, for whatever reason, choose to, as they used to say back in the day, give it up before marriage. Where before, if you did that, you were considered a dirty woman. Hey, a man threatened to shoot up a dentist office over some dentures. This happened in Florida. Surprised? The man sent his sister to pick up his new pair of dentures, but the staff would not give them to her, so she called him, put him on the phone. The man cussed them out, says, I ought to come down and shoot up all you MFs. You can't do that. They arrested him because you can't threaten people like that with a gun. That, that's not allowed. But you, you know what? Those are not shoes. You, know, you have to, like, try them on there so they can make adjustments, and sometimes they have to start over. So you can't have someone pick them up, and then you just throw them in your mouth. It don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't, like I said, it's not shoes. They're not jeans. They're dentures. How do you not get that? <laughs> and, since, and since we're in the mouth, a consensual kiss turned violent when a Michigan woman bit off an inch of her friend's tongue. She was at his apartment just north of Detroit. When they shared a kiss, that's when she chomped down in, on the tip of the man's tongue. Police found the man bleeding from his mouth when they got to the apartment. They found the missing part of the tongue in the bedroom. He was rushed to a hospital. The woman went to jail. She's charged with aggravated assault. They don't let you do that. You can't bite someone's tongue off. I mean, I understand getting turned on and being in the moment and all that, but not to the point where you draw blood. Do you want to draw blood when you're being intimate? I don't think I want to draw blood. And I don't want blood drawn on me. If that's your thing, well, you need to, like, get in a Facebook group so you don't harm someone who doesn't want that. A woman in Arizona had to have emergency surgery to remove a miniature sex toy that got lodged inside her bladder and kept buzzing. She went to dinner with her boyfriend. She used a small device with her boyfriend later that night. She said, I moved and out of nowhere, I just felt a really sharp pain. First reaction was panic because I just lost something inside of me that was still going off, still vibrating. <laughs> what the hell? The woman went to the emergency room. Doctors couldn't find it. Where's it at? And they were like, is that it right there? Right up to the next to the bladder? And it was. It traveled through her urethra and into the bladder where it turned sideways. So they had to do surgery. She's recovering. But that had to be embarrassing. Valentine's Day is coming up. Burger King says, you know what? Bring a picture of your ex. Put it in the breakup box. We'll give you a free Whopper. But that's only in New York, L.A., San Francisco, and Boston. But if you want a free Whopper, you can still have one by taking a quiz on their app on Valentine's Day. You'll get a free Whopper there. Some other restaurants are having specials, too. Qdoba's uh, Qdoba for a kiss deal is back. You buy one entree and then get one free by sharing a kiss with someone on Valentine's Day. Even if you're single, kissing your dog or even a photo on your phone, kissing somebody... Something, I guess, will count. Hooters has got the Shred Your Ex promotion. If you destroy a photo of your ex, either in a restaurant or on their website, you'll get a coupon for 10 free bonus wings when you buy 10 wings. So there's some Valentine's specials there for you. And since we're talking about food, do you know uh, pizza sent a record number of Americans to the ER in 2018? Sometimes it takes a couple of years for these statistics to come out. But apparently some of the cases that really grabbed attention there was a 17-year-old man who poked the roof of his mouth with a fork while eating pizza. Yeah, you got to know where that fork is when you put it in your mouth, man. You just can't just start poking stuff in there. That doesn't work. An 18-year-old woman swallowed her tongue ring after feasting on a slice of pizza. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go? 
He went down with the pepperoni. And a 21-year-old woman preparing pizza slipped with a bread knife in her hand. Don't even want to know what happened there. That ain't tomato sauce, I'm just saying. And according to a physics professor, the average person probably has a butt that you can bounce a quarter off of. So you don't have to do those lunges or anything like that anymore. They say your butt is actually bouncier than a basketball. The physics professor at Cal State University Long Beach says the average person most likely has a butt you can bounce a quarter off of. And it's not because you've got a muscular butt. It's because butt skin is naturally bouncy. It's all based on the coefficient of restitution or the COR, which measures how well an object will bounce off of a surface. It's measured on a scale of zero to one. So if it's a one, it means an object will bounce off it perfectly. The average butt has a COR of 0.82, which means a quarter should bounce off a butt very nicely, thank you. If that's foreplay for you, go for it. Butts are slightly less bouncy than a ping pong ball, but have more bounce than a basketball. Now, if you're like me and you have no butt, well, you have to sit that one out. No, really. And Hans Berglund is in Arizona. He's the founder of an Arizona fertilizer company. He's now the former CEO of the company because he called a black Uber driver the N-word. The company is Agroplasma, an organic fertilizer company based in Tempe, Arizona. And Hans is 73 years old. He needed a ride home on January 31st. Randy Clark is 25 years old, an Arizona State student and an Uber driver. And he arrived to pick him up. And almost immediately they got into an argument because Randy Clark tries to not have passengers sit in the front seat. He prefers them in the back. He was sexually assaulted in 2018. His car has a lot of signs asking passengers to sit in the back. The argument was captured on video because Randy Clark has a couple of cameras in his car and it just went south. Am I sitting in the back? No. Yeah, I don't like to sit there. I don't like when people sit in the front. I cannot sit there? Yeah, I don't like when people sit in the front. And I'm so. going to order something else. All right, sounds good. So cancel it. Okay? We'll do. Thank you. No, are, are you serious with me? No, I don't like when people sit in the front, period. I'll cancel and refund you. Okay, let me do this. I'm going to ride in the back and I'm going to file a complaint, okay? Am I sitting in the back? No. Yeah, I don't like to sit there. I don't like when people sit in the front. I cannot sit there? Yeah, I don't like when people sit in the front. And I'm so. going to order something else. All right, sounds good. So cancel it. Okay? We'll do. Thank you. No, are, are you fucking serious with me? No, I don't like when people sit in the front, period. I'll cancel and refund you. Okay, let me do this. I'm going to ride in the back, and I'm going to file a complaint, Okay. I'm gonna I have I have the right to make my own option. I am I am an independent contractor and I have the right to deny this right. Good. So let's take a discussion no. about that. Please leave my vehicle. Yes. No. We'll take a look at this later. Come on. No, please. Sir, please leave my vehicle. I canceled your well, honestly, I'm here. I'm sitting sir, in the back please seat. Please leave my vehicle. Is that because I'm white? No, sir. You're it's not f- because you're white. You're a f- Oh man, this is good yes, because I have yes, two yes. dash cams. That and then screw you, you're in. Called him the N-word. So now he gets to lose his job as the CEO of the company he founded. The man said, sit in the back. It's his car. He's a contracted driver. He's got his own rules. He's got signs in there that says, please sit in the back. And you tell him, well, just cancel the ride then. He's like, okay, have a good day. No problem, no argument. But then you go in on him and he's keeping his cool and you call him out of his name. He just asked you to leave the car, leave the ride, leave the vehicle, exit, please. Call yourself another ride. It's all good. It's all good. And then the guy starts calling him the N-word and all that. Wow. I don't like saying people should lose their job. But, man, you did nothing to help yourself there. All right, so we're going to leave it right there. I surely appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing. We publish the Random Podcast every Wednesday. Shout out to Podcast Suites for providing the facility for me to do this podcast. Mark McCray, thank you, man. Appreciate you so much, dude. 
just don't know. Allison and Mark, they have an app. They're radio personalities in D.C. She's also a TV personality. She's great and he's great. And on their app, they have a lot of different content on there. This podcast being one of them, you can download their app, Allison and Mark app, free, where you get your apps. Special shout out to Madeline Woods. Thank you so much. Madeline Woods hosts The Morning Goods with Madeline Woods. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern Time on WOL in Washington, D.C. If you're not in Washington, D.C., you can download the free app, the WOL app, and listen that way. She's fantastic, and thank you so much, Madeline, for being part of the show. Reach me on all things social media at Tony Scott Media. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for another edition of the Random Podcast. 